I think the biggest message that I'm trying to to get out there is take the time when you're pregnant. Don't look at it as of okay, what can I what can I still do? Because we all have that feeling of okay, I got to keep doing this for as long as I can because coming back is going to be so hard, and you know, like. But don't look at it as what I, what what can you still do, right? But but what should I be doing? So it's like you might still be able to be keeping pull-ups and it might feel fine or you might still be able to be you know I don't know lots of things but reining it in during that chapter I think is like so important and it doesn't mean you can't crossfit I mean there's millions of things to do this is episode number 82 with Lisa Ryan there friends this week we're doing something a little bit different on the podcast so i'm releasing two episodes this week and they are two of a three-part series on crossfit and pregnancy i have been wanting to start talking about this topic for a while and lately i've been hearing a lot of inspiring stories from different women about their experiences through pregnancy and i've started to develop a strong interest in sharing this information with all of you so that you can be more informed as you're either going through the process yourself, maybe coaching pregnant athletes, or just talking about it with other friends at the gym. And it's also a topic that's becoming more relevant to me as I'm thinking about starting a family over the next several years. Um, Don't get too excited. It's not something in the immediate horizon, but I am starting to take a closer look at the things I'm doing now, both inside and outside the gym, that could best prepare me for pregnancy one day. So there's a few things that I know for sure from some of these discussions. One is that every woman in every pregnancy is different. And by no means is there a one-size-fits-all approach. Another thing I know is there's a lot more to the equation than just listening to your body. And women can benefit a lot from working with experienced trainers, um, pelvic floor physical therapists, as well as, of course, their doctors to make sure that they're maximizing their chances for a healthy postpartum recovery. So this week, episode 81 features Lindsay Valenzuela. She's a four times CrossFit Games athlete who recently had her first child and then returned to a very high level of competition less than a year later, despite having some pregnancy complications. Um, This is also her second time back on the podcast, so it was great to get some follow-up to our initial conversation. And then in episode 82, which is also released today, I talk with Lisa Ryan, who has two beautiful children and who is continuing to navigate her postpartum recovery with a very severe case of diastasis recti. So next week, I'll follow these stories up with a conversation I had with a pelvic floor physical therapist named Julie Weeb, and I consider her to be one of the leading experts in this area, so she's able to shed a little bit more light on this topic. Um, But each of these women provides very different perspectives on an issue that I think we're only beginning to start to understand, so I hope you really enjoy listening to their stories and their expertise, and let me know what you think. Welcome to Pursuing Health. I'm Julie Fouché, family medicine resident and former CrossFit Games athlete. Here, I bring to you information and inspiration from experts and everyday individuals for how to use lifestyle to maximize health. Thank you so much for joining me. Now let's get started with this week's episode. 
As I mentioned earlier, Lisa is still battling the challenges of a severe case of diastasis recti after having her two kids, and she's super passionate about educating other moms. She has a background as an English teacher and as a regional level CrossFit Games athlete for Valley CrossFit. She has a ton of enthusiasm, so I hope you enjoy hearing about her story. A few quick reminders before we get started with the episode. First, if you're enjoying the podcast, please head over to iTunes to subscribe and consider giving it a rating. I'm also always looking for inspiring stories to share. So if you or someone you know has used lifestyle to overcome a serious health challenge, please send your story to me at info at juliefouché.com and I'll select some to share here on future episodes. Finally, please remember that although I'm now officially a doctor, this podcast is meant to share the experiences of individuals and does not provide medical advice. So with that, let's get started with episode number 82 of Pursuing Health featuring Lisa Bryan. Welcome to Pursuing Health. I'm really excited. I'm here with Lisa Ryan, who actually was one of the first people that I met when I started doing CrossFit, so which is funny. kind of crazy. <laughs> but we're here to talk mostly about your pregnancy story and doing CrossFit and working out. Um, so thank you so much for of course. coming on the podcast. I'm really excited about this. But first, I want to tell the story of how we first met. <laughs> Uh-oh. So... We, this was actually my first day, my first intro session Yeah. when I started at HyperFit in, in Ann Arbor and did my first session. And then Doug was like, here, Lisa, teach Julie how to foam roll. <laughs> oh and gosh. I think it was one of your last days or yes. near your last days because yeah. you were about to get married and then moved to California. Mm-hmm. So we had a very short meeting yeah. but then luckily oh our gosh. paths have kept crossing since then so I'm very <laughs> oh excited about that. Oh my gosh that's that. so funny I don't know if I even remember that. Yeah that you taught so me funny. how to foam roll. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh that's so great. Yeah yeah that was because I know you came and I was just on my way out. Yeah like I think it was I remember it being like your wedding because I yep. remember everyone from the gym was going to your wedding that weekend and yeah. it was like the first week that I started or something. Yes. Which oh, is crazy. Is so crazy. So crazy. <sighs> but I don't think I've ever heard your story of how you started CrossFit. Right. How did you get into well, it? Well, uh, so uh, it was like the last year of college. Are you okay? And Go blue. I, <laughs> yes. And so I, you know, I'm going to treat myself to a personal trainer. Yeah. You know, type of thing. So I went to Bally's. Okay. And I had a personal trainer there. And then Doug was also personal training. At okay. Bally's. And so I met him through my other personal trainer. Got it. So when that kind of session was done and I was like, well, I can't, I'm, I can't pay for this anymore. I'm a college student, you know, whatever. Then Doug was like, you should do this boot camp class. Oh. And so I did his boot camp class. <laughs> Frig your butt. It's in everyone's <laughs> face. And I, so I did that and uh, loved it. Mm-hmm. So we did that for a while. And then um, Bally's kind of got mad at us because we were like running sprints around the little thing right. upstairs and we were loud and you know I mean <laughs> you know so Doug got went to a different gym okay and he rented space out of that one-on-one fitness or whatever okay. place so we were there and then when we were there is when he found CrossFit okay and then he figured it out and then he started kind of bringing it in like hey there's this CrossFit thing so then I was like, okay, I'll do it, whatever, sure, you yeah. know, because I was already with them. And yeah. so then slowly but surely, it just merged into... And that was very... When was that? 2006? So that must have been 2003 is okay. when I did the boot camp. Wow. And then it was 2004-ish that I think he went to the other place. And then when did he open HyperFit? 
after that was it like 2006 or I think it was somewhere like at six or seven okay six I think or it seven. was one of the early it was one of the first 20 affiliates to open so right it was pretty early so it was on. early yeah. yeah so we were there and we would do boot camp and crossfit okay and that was even before we even had barbells in there though like wow. we were just he's like here we're gonna do all these ball slams yeah. i'm like okay here we're gonna like don't i'm like okay like, now we're doing it for time so <laughs> yeah and it just like evolved it That's was so crazy. crazy and i remember when he finally got a, rid of boot camp it was all crossfit uh-huh. and some of my friends were like well, i don't want to do the barbell all the time i just want to do boot camp <laughs> but then obviously at that point we were all just like no we want to do this all the time yeah, yeah. But it's just so funny to think about the whole evolution, yeah. you know? Oh, that's so crazy. Yeah. And crazy that you've been doing it. I mean, basically, so for over 10 years now. Yeah. Like that's, 12 maybe yeah. or something like that. That's it's so crazy. crazy. Wow. Yeah. So eventually we ended up meeting at HyperFit. Yes. And then you moved away to California. <laughs> um, With a lot of tears. Yes. Sadly. <laughs> it's so hard to leave Michigan. It's such a good state. It was. But at least... Our paths crossed a few yeah. times. Luckily, yeah. you were my go-to person <laughs> whenever I had to come to the games and I didn't know what to do in LA. Oh, and you, that was funny. You well, yeah. Me. The first year, Doug was like, I need you to pick up Julie. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm like, his plane got delayed. I'm yeah. like, no problem. I got it. Yeah. You know, drive down. And then the second year, hey, he happened again. I'm like, Doug, can you like just get a, like, a, a, non, heads up. Like a nonstop flight? <laughs> like, yes, I'll go pick up Julie. <laughs> My airport chauffeur taking me to the grocery store, like taking me to the gym to work out. That was fun, yeah. though. So that I was, was very good. Yeah. That was very good. Um, but I'm glad that at least we've kept in touch. And yeah, since then, you've moved back to Michigan yeah. and had two kids. So a yes. lot has happened in there. <laughs> and I want to kind of get into some of your story with your pregnancy. So maybe can you talk about like when you first started thinking about having kids yeah. and obviously you'd already been doing CrossFit for a long time and right. what some of your perceptions were about how you would continue to do that throughout your pregnancy. Yeah. So, uh, the year before, um, so the final year that I competed at regionals, I was on the team mm-hmm. and that year I kind of was like, all right, like I, I was starting to get ready to mm-hmm. take a break have the kid thing it's Mm -hmm. so crazy how I was like no 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 yes (laughs) now is the time I mean it's just it was nuts like people (laughs) said that that happens sometimes but it really happened with me and I you know I was getting burnt out with you know teaching all day Mm -hmm. training all night teaching all day training all night you know and Jared it it worked for a while because Jared was working all the time Mm -hmm. and it was like the perfect timing for me to be able to do that Mm -hmm. and you know those experiences changed my life totally um but it was getting to the point where I was like, okay, I'm getting a little burnt out. I'm wanting a kid. Mm-hmm. This is all kind of falling into place. Mm-hmm. So I went team that year and I kind of had planned right after regionals, we're going to try for a baby. Yeah. <laughs> see, see what, what happens. happens. <laughs> Might take a while. Who knows? <laughs> um, and a lot of people, you know, we had a great team that year and we did pretty well and everyone was telling me not to have a baby because if we can make the games <laughs> but that's how I knew I was really ready for a baby mm. because I knew that we did have a chance to make the games yeah. if we train hard and yeah. we you know but I was like I just I'm ready for this yeah. you know so um so some a couple of the guys got drunk and cornered Jared <laughs> Jared just don't do it <laughs> at the after party I'm like guys this is getting ridiculous <laughs> anyway just waiting here <laughs> um oh, so we started trying we got pregnant right away okay like right away which was great yeah um and I was I, it was good because I welcomed the break and I was like happily like oh I get to go slow now yeah, and the pressure is good yeah <laughs> and, you know it's like a good pace. thing and I was so happy and blessed that it went 
so quickly and like mm-hmm. you know I've had friends struggling with infertility and everything and I was just so happy mm-hmm. so um with Chase's pregnancy almost instantly I felt really winded mm-hmm. and so I and I didn't know if that was just me going off my birth control or if mm-hmm. that was me pregnant and mm-hmm. it was like too early to tell yeah but it turned out that that's what it was okay so um that was kind of how I felt but you know now training wise I really didn't know I knew to keep my heart rate down mm-hmm. um you know, that looks different to everybody. Some people look at me like, oh my gosh. But to me, I was keeping my heart rate down and, Mm -hmm. you know, I did all that. But other than that, I really didn't have any guidelines or know anything Mm -hmm. really to do. Like I stopped doing sit-ups, I think like second trimester because I read somewhere to stop Mm -hmm. doing that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just kind of did what felt good. Mm -hmm. Um, Some days things felt good. Sometimes they didn't. And I kind of went with that. Were there certain (sighs) movements or things that pretty quickly didn't feel good or that you took out? I had to go to like strict pull-ups pretty quickly Mm because kipping was pulling in all these weird ways, which now I'm kind of realizing why. Yeah. (laughs) But so I was like, okay, I'll do strict pull-ups. You know, I did handstand push-ups five or six months pregnant and then I stopped because I thought, okay, you know, but I Mm -hmm. felt okay doing them. So Mm -hmm. I was like, okay. Yeah. Um, I was doing toes to bars for a while um, and then with Chase, like I was huge. Mm. Um, well, actually I was huge with both babies. I just <laughs> gained more weight with Chase. Okay. And I really didn't do that much differently, mm. which is interesting. Very interesting. Um, I could eat a little bit better with Dean because I wasn't as sick. Okay. Um, so I think that may- might've made a difference like first trimester type mm-hmm. of thing. Mm-hmm. But, um, I felt, you know, I worked out till about the last month or so Mm -hmm. um I just I couldn't even walk it was just I was just it was bad and uh, I was large my back hurt and that was hard for me it's hard for me not to move like I don't care what I'm doing but just I just need to move yeah so I had two c-sections okay so with Chase um it was kind of a decision which was really difficult mm-hmm. because i had some extra fluid i had some extra monitoring monitoring of things going on towards mm-hmm. the end so because of that they had extra ultrasounds you don't normally have mm-hmm. and things were met his shoulders were measuring very broad okay but the problem with those is they're not always accurate mm-hmm. so it's like are they accurate? Right. Yeah. Well, I had a couple and i'm like i'm like weighing the pros and cons of okay you know here's I, I liked my doctor because she's like, I'm just going to lay it all out. Mm-hmm. Here's the pros and cons. Here's yep. the risk with this. Here's the risk with this. Like, I'm just going to tell you everything. Mm-hmm. She's like, that's my motto. I'm mm-hmm. like, I like it. That's great. So after a lot of thinking and trying to figure out like what my gut feeling was going to be about mm-hmm. what I should do, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go for the C-section. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what it was that made me think that. I didn't want a C-section. But for some reason, for me, I just felt like the right thing. Yeah. Sometimes you have to go with your intuition. Yes, yeah. and it really was. And because I just didn't want to go through all that labor and having the C-section yeah. too. So I had a C-section. Um, I had it three days earlier than it was scheduled. My water broke, but okay. I went in. It was still pretty calm, and mm-hmm. then we just did it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was that. So I was like, okay. <laughs> all right, now we have a baby. <laughs> <laughs> Here's Chase. And uh, so... Recovering from that was really difficult for me. Yeah. Um, 
you know, you're thrown into, okay, I was just competing and teaching mm-hmm. and now I can't move. <laughs> I'm tired. And you have a baby. <laughs> and I have a baby. <laughs> like, and I knew it was going to happen. Right. You know, right. like I was not, I knew it was going to be crazy. Right. I was not, you know, thinking it wouldn't be, but, uh, you know, it was hard. It was hard for me to get around the first two weeks at home. Mm-hmm. I was like hobbling around and, um, and it was tough. Yeah. It was, it was, it was tough for me to feel like, if there's an earthquake right now, right, like <laughs> in California, I can't move fast. You know, like yeah. I don't like that feeling. Wow. Um, and that the C-section is, you know, it's a lot to heal from. So it is, yeah. Um, so then I waited a full two months to go back mm-hmm. to anything because mm-hmm. I was like, my doctor was just like, just wait the two months. Yeah. She knew I was, you know, an athlete and all this stuff, and. I'm like, okay. You know, the second month when I finally felt better, I just walked mm-hmm. like hour, two hours a day mm-hmm. with Chase, just walk. And that saved me. I was yeah. like, okay, I'm walking. There was sunshine. You know, I was tired. Right. Chase was not a good sleeper, you know. <laughs> uh, it was, so that was good. So then I went back to CrossFit with no real uh, knowledge of what to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I thought I was doing everything right. And this is what is just so frustrating to me. Because, you know, I started with a PVC pipe Mm -hmm. and I didn't do sit-ups right away because I thought, why to C-section? You know, I didn't put a weight belt on because I thought, well, I have to rebuild my abs. Mm -hmm. Like, I shouldn't be putting that on. Mm -hmm. I started, you know, um, with a barbell and I just, I was not in a rush Mm -hmm. at all. I really wasn't. Like, I was excited to get back. Right. I was really nervous. I felt like everything was going to be gone. Mm -hmm. But I quickly realized... Oh, I still know how to do double unders. <laughs> oh, I could still do a full push up after yeah. not doing that for I don't even know how long. Yeah. I just did one to see if I could do it. I'm like, oh, I can still do a push up. <laughs> okay, feet. good. Okay. <laughs> you know, like it's just that, you right. know, I think you just have that fear that like right. it's all gone. Right. Because it's the longest I've ever gone not doing it. Mm-hmm. That is the longest I've ever gone not crossfitting because that was like a full three months. Wow. Yeah. Which I mean, it's not In that the grand long. Scheme of things, right? At but all. still, yeah. But for me, that's the longest I've never. You know, I mean, knock on wood. I don't know if there's wood. I've never really been injured. You know, this is wood. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I've had a couple things, but you know, yeah. And so, so I and everything fell fine. So I just slowly worked up. Mm-hmm. Do 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 do. You know, working up, working up, and then. Um, we moved back here when Chase was like four and a half months old. Mm-hmm. Um. In California, I ended up doing the 8 p.m. class at Valley CrossFit because that was the only time Jared could watch the kids. Okay. And like Chase would go to bed and I'd go at 8 p.m. I was like exhausted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but Not I just, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I just, I was like, I have to just do something. So I did that like three days a week. So okay. it's not like I was like over Right, you're not doing going back it. to competition mode or anything yes. crazy. No, yeah. I was like three days a week. Okay, we're mm-hmm. good. Then we moved back here. We started a gym here. And then things started to kind of come back. Now, Mm -hmm. mind you, I was still nursing. Mm -hmm. So I had to figure out, okay, what am I eating? And how am I going to be able to eat enough and make sure that's okay? And Mm -hmm. But at around six months, I'd figured that out. I could go back to eating pretty healthy. I had to eat a little bit more carbs and Mm -hmm. stuff. But, um, and I, and I work out and got the milk and we're good. Okay. (laughs) Everything's fine. So we're all right. (laughs) So it seems. (laughs) So... Then at six months, I realized I lost pretty much, I had gained like 55 pounds with Jace and okay. I'd lost the weight, mm-hmm. which I was never really worried about losing the weight because mm-hmm. I knew I had the tools to do that. Right. I was like, well, I'll lose it. Yeah. 
man, my stomach is still sticking out like a lot. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like a, f- it wasn't like fat or mm-hmm. skin that would make sense. Like, yeah. oh, I have fat or skin. It was like hard. Yeah. And I'm like so confused. You know what was. And I kind of called my OB and she said, well, let's give it more time. You know, it hasn't been that long. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then I talked to my OB out here that I found and I, she felt around in there. She's like, well, I don't think you have a hernia or anything. You know, mm-hmm. it's okay. She's like, you might want to get a tummy tuck, you know, like. Hmm. I have another patient that had it, you know, had was just like you and had the tummy tuck. I'm like, huh. okay, you know. That's scary, yeah. So then I went to this other doctor um, that my dad went to see. He's like a, was a sports doctor? I don't know. Mm-hmm. So he told me, oh my God, you need to have surgery before you can have another child. Wow. And I'm like, what? So I'm like crying, yeah. like freaking out. I'm like, what is this? And then this other, I went to another primary care and they're like, well, we want to send you for a CAT scan. I'm like, Mm -hmm. okay, if I need to get a CAT scan, that's fine. But I kind of want to like try some other avenues first to see like what's going on here. Right, before surgery. So then I finally, I begged the OBs here to write me a script for PT. Okay. And they wouldn't do it. But I also didn't have my baby with them. Mm -hmm. And I was just kind of coming back out of the blue and they're like, no, you need to see, you know. So I finally found a primary care after begging. Okay. That knew what diastasis rect I was. Wow. And gave me a script for PT. Wow. So I was like... So the other doctors didn't even really know much about it or hadn't seen it before. Right. Wow. And so, um, and before all of this, I had diagnosed myself at home in my room and my (laughs) whole hand went into my stomach. Like I laid on the ground to Uh do the test because someone online had finally said, hey, you should try testing this. And my hand went into my stomach and I was just like a mess. Like yeah. I was just like, oh my gosh. And then I thought to myself, I've been front squatting 170 pounds for like five reps, yeah. holding my breath with this. I've been doing sit-ups really fast because yeah. I'm really fast at sit-ups. I got a short little torso and I'm like, <laughs> really fast. Yeah. I've been doing toes to bar. I've been doing everything. Yeah. Everything, really. Yeah. <clears throat> and I was like, oh my gosh, like... What is going on? So, and how long was this? At what point so was this? After I you figured had this out at a probably a couple of months after that six month mark. Okay. So, so this is like eight months after you had had. Chase. Yeah. And then I finally started seeing the PT maybe like nine months or so. Okay. Because it was just yes, yes, it was right around then. So then at that point, I realized okay, so I have this thing. And my rectus muscles were basically on the side of my stomach. Mm-hmm. And they were clearly functioning still, I guess. You, you were doing all of the post bar and sit-ups <laughs> I was and everything. doing all that. Um, and so... Can you explain just for people listening a yes. little bit about, you know, how it happens and what it is? So basically when you're pregnant, <clears throat> your muscles have to move. Mm-hmm. I mean, basically everybody's muscles are going to move because right. they have to make room for the baby. Right. So, you know, your rectus muscles here and then you're, you've got all your fascia and everything... Mm-hmm here transverse abdominis and all that stuff and after you have the baby some people's just kind of go back mm-hmm. and they're totally fine and they um, have their six packs right after yes like, <laughs> totally yes you see it happen and some people um it takes them a little longer but they mm-hmm. do go back some people's don't go back mm-hmm. you know some people um there's all kinds of different things i that can go on with that mm-hmm. and on top of that which i did not realize with chase either 
Um, so I'm nursing. Mm -hmm. And so the nursing hormones kind of work against you. Mm -hmm. It's kind of that same hormone that when you're pregnant, they say you have to be careful because that's that relaxing. Got it. And so you have to be careful with your joints mm -hmm. and all of that. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing. So it's kind of relaxing. Okay. So it's working <laughs> against me, but I didn't know that either. Okay. So, um, and so there's a lot of people walking around with maybe like a three finger gap there mm -hmm. um, that don't know it, that are fine. Mm -hmm. They don't have any issues, especially if they're not putting a lot of pressure in that area. Mm -hmm. They might feel like, oh, I have a little mommy belly. That's frustrating. I had these mm -hmm. kids. Mm -hmm. um, and, it, and it's okay. Mm -hmm. But when you're putting a lot of strain and you're doing the things that we do in CrossFit yeah. and what I love to do, <laughs> <laughs> then that's making it worse. It's pulling it apart. So by the time I got to the PT, mm -hmm. by the time I got the actual rack for the PT, by the time I got to the PT, mm -hmm. they were really hard. Wow. Because they were working with the, in the wrong, in the wrong place. Oh my gosh. Wow. It's so traumatizing to talk about. I'm like, oh my gosh. And the, the thing of it is, I felt fine. Yeah. So you didn't even... Now, yes. I felt weak in my core. Yeah. Like, I couldn't do an LSAT or I could But I'm like, well, I just had this baby. Like, right. you know. But everything that I was doing that I shouldn't have been doing felt fine. Mm. And that threw me for a loop. Because my whole athletic, competitive time, mm -hmm. I felt like I was pretty in tune with my body. Yeah. You know, I really did. And I, I... If I felt like I needed an extra rest day, I would take it. You know, mm -hmm. like I really tried to keep myself healthy, mentally, physically. Like right. I had a lot going on with work and I, trying to balance all that and trying to get enough sleep and all that stuff. Right. And with this, it just completely threw me for a loop. And at that point, I was really frustrated because I was like, okay, I got to back off everything again. Mm -hmm. Stop doing, you know. And now my PT did CrossFit. Okay. So that helped. So she would be like... She knew how right. to speak your language, kind of. And so the PT that I found helped me. She helped me a lot. <clears throat> but uh, it wasn't until I found Brie Battles. Okay. So what ha the story between this is, so I found out I had this. I'm trying to find answers. Right. So Lindsay Valenzuela's sister was mm -hmm. like, hey, you should talk to Brianna oh. because she's going through the same thing. Okay. And I was like, okay. So I texted this person. I didn't yeah. know because I'm really desperate. I'm like, someone please help me. I'm like, da -da -da -da. so she texted me back. She was so nice. Yeah. And so she's like, this is what I found. You have to lay off the, and I kept asking her, should I be doing this right. at the gym or not? And so I kind of had, after a while figured out, okay, I'm going to do this, but not this, yeah. you know, and laid off the heavy weights, okay. all that kind of stuff for a while. I did a lot of kettlebells. I did a lot of strict pull-ups. Okay. I did strict handstand push-ups. Um, so I could do stuff still. Mm -hmm. uh, and at that point, she was, we we're both trying to find answers. So like I'm trying different people mm -hmm. and she's trying different people mm -hmm. and she's going to all these different people just trying to figure out yeah. like what to do. And so I'm like, well, my PT said this. And she's like, <laughs> my TPPT said this. And <laughs> we're trying all these different things. So that went on for a while. Yeah. <clears throat> at least you had each other. Going we had each that, other, I guess. So then my PT had what I thought had, what I thought had healed more than it did. Okay. Before I had Dean. Okay. So what happened is she's like, oh, okay, we got it down to like a three, which okay. for me was amazing from like a, a big nine, difference. right? Yeah. 
But what I did not realize at the time was that was an that that was when I was being active, right? So when I'd sit oh, up, okay. it would come together, mm-hmm. which is good because before it was coming this way. Yeah. So it was good. They would come together. But what I didn't realize, the resting, my stomach was still sticking out. Mm-hmm. Not as bad, but mm-hmm. it was still sticking out. I'm like, okay. Because the resting was a lot bigger. Does that okay. make sense? Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I'm like, oh, but I did not realize that at the time. So I laid off for a couple months and I slowly kind of came back. I went to kipping. I went to sit-ups. I went back to lifting heavy. Okay. No weight belt. Um, but things still just did not feel right. Like I couldn't deadlift over 265. Hmm. Now, I know it's heavy to some people and I shouldn't complain, but for me, that's not heavy. Right. You right? know your baseline. So it's something that didn't feel right. And yeah. I didn't want to get a hernia. You know, I knew things weren't right in there. Mm-hmm. So I kind of like L-sits, um, certain things like that just never felt right. So mm-hmm. I'm like, something's not right. But I also knew, hey, I want another kid. Yeah. So we'll see. I went back crossfitting, um, pretty much doing everything else for a while, uh, and I PR'd like a million things <laughs> and That's I was training awesome. not that yeah. much. And I, so I tell everybody, it just proves how mental it is mm. because I just, I wasn't trying to beat anybody. Right. I just wanted to be back and feel like myself. That's yeah. all I wanted. Yeah. I just want to feel like myself. I PR'd my friend by a ton. <laughs> I freed up my grace. I was like, what is going on? Yeah. I was just this like awesome. fighting through the pain. I don't know. I mean, maybe they say, you know, having kids after you have kids, yeah, you know, you there's a thing. Strength. Yeah. But I just wanted to feel good, you know? Right. And I was like, man. So then, you know, I got pregnant with Dean and that was great. And, and you did, at that point, you didn't <clears throat> think that that was going to have any further implications on... Well, I was scared. You, you didn't really know. I was scared because yeah. I knew it wasn't going to be good. Mm-hmm. But I really wanted one more kid. Yeah. So I was like, we got to do this. Mm-hmm. When I got pregnant with Dean, again, I was so relieved and happy. It didn't take that long and mm-hmm. I was grateful. But it was harder because I cried because mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I just want to CrossFit hard. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like my five days a week, my hour, like that's all I want, right, you know? Right. And on top of that, I knew I was scared because my stomach was already, mm-hmm. it was so jacked up, mm-hmm. you know? So did you approach the training differently the second time So around? yes. So at that point, that's when Brie found Julie Weeb. Okay. And she called me and she was like, oh my God, <laughs> Lisa, like <laughs> there's this breathing you can do, this other stuff and we have hope and it's okay. And, and it's, it does. And I was like, Oh my gosh. And she called me a couple months before I got pregnant and it, I wasn't really in that time to like embrace that yeah, yet. You yeah. know, like I wasn't in the mindset. Like I was kind of, I'm like, great. Okay, good. Cool. Yeah. And then the instant I got pregnant, I'm like, all right, I'm doing this. I'm like, I laid off everything. Cause okay. I was like, Hey, the hormones are pumping. I already have issues. Yeah. Like I stopped toes to bar. Mm-hmm. I stopped, um, I everything. I did everything so different. Mm-hmm. I went to, um, even on my strict pull-ups, I started using a band even when I didn't need them. Because okay. I'd look down and if I saw my stomach coning at all, mm-hmm. which is like because of that pressure, mm-hmm. then I would be like, nope, I got to change this. Yep. So I'll just do more reps with the band, you know, or I'll, mm-hmm. um, you know, modify it in that way. And I was really trying to be in tune with my stomach. Then and, I kind of and Julie, <clears throat> can you just explain who Julie Weeb is and yes. what kind of resources she provided for you at that time? So Julie Weeb is a PT in California. Okay, who was right by Valley CrossFit? No way. And I still think Small about it and cry. Of course, I'm like <laughs> I could have seen her before I moved. Like, what is this? Oh, anyway, um, and she's been doing this a while, and 
Brie finally found her. She what what's great about her is that she works with athletes. Okay. So, you know, like a lot of people talk about, gosh, pelvic floor health is so much better in like mm-hmm. France or like these other places mm-hmm. and and everything. But what she does is she, okay, yes, we have to take care of your pelvic floor, but how can we still let you do the things you love? Mm-hmm. And that's really what she focuses on. It's like these women want to run, they want to Olympic lift, mm-hmm. they want to, you know, do whatever they're doing, mm-hmm. you know, CrossFit or spin or whatever right. whatever their their passion is for yeah. movement and so um i think the problem with a lot of the programs out there like i tried a bunch of different programs like i tried mutu mm. which is really great okay and they incorporate some you know uh, diastasis friendly exercises okay. and lots of those things but i was a crossfitter right. you know like you want to be back i the, my brain works on okay tell me how to do this deadlift differently mm-hmm. and that's why when Brie found Julie, she's mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, she spoke to me. Okay. She's like, I can try doing these heel slides to help my diastasis, but like, it still doesn't make sense to me because I'm not used to doing those. Right. So she, she, uh, so as soon as I got pregnant, I bought the piston breathing course. Okay. And it basically talks about how to breathe to help the pressure. Okay. And so this can help people heal if they have, um, if they have, you know, the very famous IP when I... Mm. double under IP mm-hmm. when I run because mm-hmm. um, it's all the same pressure system okay so all the muscles in your pelvic floor they all tra- come through with the diaphragm with your breathing your mm-hmm. abdominal muscles it's all like the same thing mm-hmm. which I didn't really even think about because I thought well I don't I don't pee yay you right. know okay <laughs> cool I don't have that awesome. so I didn't think that it was all but it's still all, all the same connected. pressure system so the thing about this piston breathing is it's completely opposite of everything I've been doing oh. for 12 years. <laughs> <laughs> like the complete no, opposite breathing. breathing. Yeah, that's a big... And I was like, my mind was just blown. <laughs> like I watched this thing and I was like, okay, <laughs> I got to practice this. Okay. And this is the time to practice. Yeah. I'm pregnant. Yeah. Let's do it. No better time. So I, you know, dropped all the weights and I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. And, um... You know, it's basically, and instead of, you know, holding your breath through the lift, mm-hmm. it's for the most part, like even on an air squat, you breathe in on the way down and relax your whole pelvic floor. Okay. And the way up, you breathe out, but you draw in and almost do a Kegel. Oh, okay. But that's why a lot of times people will do these Kegels and they're like, well, nothing's getting better because mm-hmm. it's not just the Kegel alone. It's the, it's the whole thing. Uh-huh. It's the Kegel. It's lifting the pelvic floor. Mm-hmm. And it just blew my mind. Wow. And I had to practice. And then I changed my alignment a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it, it's kind of all in her, it's all in her um, online course. Okay. And so it took me a while. I like watched one five minute video and I was like, okay. <laughs> this is <laughs> a like, lot of information. Okay. This is good for today. <laughs> and then I, and it's not that long of a thing, yeah. but it was overwhelming to me. And you when know? you have to think about it with every movement that every you do. movement. So... I practiced that mm-hmm. and then I talked to Brie and I kind of like stayed with that and mm-hmm. kind of checked in and within that time she started changing her whole career focus. She's like, I want to help people with this yeah. and it turned into her whole like heart project mm-hmm. because, okay, I promised myself I wouldn't cry in this interview. <laughs> it's, <okay. laughs> it's like, I don't want anyone to ever feel like that again. Yeah. It was horrible. That's terrible. It was horrible. To, to feel like I did so many things I should because I'm a good listener I'm a good athlete like you tell me what to do and I'll do it mm-hmm. I will listen and I just didn't I didn't have anyone to listen to like you hey don't do this know. you yeah. know like um 
And then to for it to take so long to even get answers and figure out right. what was going on or how to approach it in a better right. way. Yeah. Yeah. It was uh it was a very lonely, scary thing. Yeah. Um so so I approached the second pregnancy different. I still did CrossFit mm-hmm. for a long time. Uh, modified things. It wasn't fun, but mm-hmm. um, my stomach, because it was already sticking out, you know, I, you know, it got very large very quickly, which mm-hmm. I accepted mm-hmm. and I knew, but, um, you know, everything in there was very sensitive mm-hmm. and it was hard. It was hard because I kind of knew I'm like, oh, it's getting worse. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was it, doing yeah. everything I could, but right. it was just, it was, it was tough. It was tough. Uh, I gained a lot less weight with Dean, mm-hmm. hoping that I mean, maybe that would help. Although I didn't intentionally really try or do anything that different. Like, but I said I could eat a little bit better, which I think made a huge difference. Uh, And hoping that that helped. But I still, you know, my stomach was really out there. Mm -hmm. And I have a short torso and I had almost nine pound babies. (laughs) So they got to go somewhere. I mean, it's just, that's just what it is. You know what I mean? There's nothing I could do. I had really healthy kids. Yeah. I was healthy. I mean, you know, yeah. and so I want to feel grateful for that. Right. You know, I didn't have a lot of issues or anything. Um, but so then when that was over and he was, he was C-section too, which is another whole huge, oh my <laughs> gosh, so many decisions. Lots of decisions. It's and a lot of risk benefits. Yes. yes. And I did a lot of research mm-hmm. and I did a lot of soul searching mm-hmm. and I decided, you know what? I think C-section two is going to be the right thing for me. Mm-hmm. And as crazy as this sounds, because C-sections aren't fun and they're really hard on you, mm-hmm. I figure that part's already screwed up. <laughs> so I don't want to screw up the other part too. <laughs> that's that's right. one way to look at it. I mean, yeah. I know that seems kind of funny, but yeah. it's like, I don't know. And I have, I know I have these, you know, tendencies have these big babies. Yeah. And so it felt right. And so yeah. that's what I did. And yeah. I'll never know, you know, I'll yeah. never know if I could have just, done it vaginally and that been that but I feel really good with my Mm -hmm. decisions and that's the most important thing I think yeah you know everyone's healthy and yeah yeah and uh, I knew how to recover from that and Mm -hmm. I you know now this one I my recovery was like eight times better really I was walking around I was like oh my gosh I don't know why but it was it was crazy um so then I waited about seven weeks okay and then I did um breeze program okay and it's just like a six-week program three days a week and it incorporates all the piston breathing okay in movements and they're just they're strength and conditioning movements deadlifts mm-hmm. uh a lot of you know s- some more bodybuilding types of things you know bent mm-hmm. over rows like things like that just kind of mm-hmm. getting your your strength back but also connecting that breath to your movement okay which is really hard to do when you're so disconnected from this part yeah. of your body yeah. i mean whether you have issues or not you're like so disconnected it's right. so weird um something you probably can't even fathom until you're experiencing yeah, it's it so strange yeah. it's so strange um so i did that and then <clears throat> um i kind of was like okay so now that's over i clearly still have a large separation and mm-hmm. you know have issues going on there mm-hmm. <clears throat> So I went back to my PT and I went there for a while and I realized being there that I, that I needed, I needed more still. Mm-hmm. A lot of this stuff is newer. It might not be new to Julie cause she's probably been doing this for a while, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, it, but for the, a lot of the PTs, okay. this is a lot <clears throat> newer stuff. Okay. 
so uh she helped me. She did. She helped me. She helped me. She massaged my scar tissue and mm-hmm. she still did a lot of things. But <clears throat> I flew Brie in for a seminar at our mm. CrossFit 8 Mile. Cool. And it was really great. Yeah. And so um, she came in and she checked me. Now, granted, she's not a PT, but she feels a lot of stomachs yeah. and she tries to tell these women how to yeah, take yeah. care of themselves. <clears throat> and she is like, it's worse in here than even your PT was saying. Mm-hmm. Like, cause it's a weird thing. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and sometimes it feels better than other times. And sometimes it's closing more than other times. Mm-hmm. And it's very strange. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I was like, okay, she's like, I think you need to see someone else. Okay. So I said, okay. She said, there's some people in Chicago that work with Julie. Cause I'll be in California at the end of the year mm-hmm. to visit all my friends. Mm-hmm. And, I'm going to see Julie when I'm there, Mm -hmm. when I'm done nursing Dean. Okay. I'm going to have my kid free trip. (laughs) But, um, until then, you know, so I was looking at, okay, I'm going to fly to Chicago, fly back in a day. I'm going to go see these people. Yeah. And in the meantime, someone that came to the seminar Mm -hmm. found just by the grace of God, I mean, randomly Mm -hmm. clicking online, found this gal in like Spring Lake, Michigan. Okay who followed all Julie's stuff and like uh, got it. And I was like, Oh my gosh. Okay. I'll drive two and a half hours. <laughs> yeah. But she was 38 weeks pregnant. I'm oh like, my no. gosh. I'm like, no. Not now. <laughs> I'm, like, no. I'm like, I'll go tomorrow. I'll go tomorrow. <laughs> so she called me so nice. Uh-huh. And we had this whole conversation. I told her my whole story yeah. and she was already had some other ideas and I was like, okay, okay. And I'm thinking, Oh no, she's 38 weeks pregnant. <laughs> she's like, well, I have a partner in Ann Arbor. No way. I almost fall out of my chair. Ah. I was like, oh my gosh, this is the best news. Yeah. So um, she's like, you can, you know, see her. She's out of U of M. Okay. Like, Yay, go Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I talked to her on the phone this week and I'm seeing her next week. She's squeezing me in. Oh, that's she's amazing. super booked. And because um, I need someone, I can do things that aren't making me worse. Right. So I'm at the point now. Okay. I knew what to not make me worse, mm-hmm. but I need to get better. And I need to do whatever I need to do to get better. Mm-hmm. So she's going to at least feel around in there. And um, she has some more ideas for home exercises. Okay. She said, I know you're building up your glutes and, mm-hmm. and all these things when you're at the gym, but it's still different when you're at home and you're really calm right. and you're intentional. Mm-hmm. And she's like, there's some other things we can try uh, with you. So... That's kind of where I'm at. And it's like almost a kind of step process. So I need to, until I'm done nursing, I won't see where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Then there's also risks that I have hernias in there. Mm-hmm. Like, you know. Yeah. Uh, I could have an umbilical cord hernia. So that's something to consider. Um, and then, you know, I'll see Julie herself at the end of the year and see what she says. Mm-hmm. You know, I might need the surgery. I might need, <clears throat> obviously, if there's a hernia, there's that. But, mm-hmm. um, and if I do, then I do. Um, but I want to exhaust all of my options before that. Mm-hmm. And I want to get as strong as I can mm-hmm. before I go the surgery route. Right. I think a lot of people, what happens with the surgery is, okay, People are like, my stomach looks disgusting. You know, I don't like it. I don't like the way it looks. So I want to get the surgery. Right. Well, that's fine. Okay. If you want to 
you know, but the problem is if you are doing anything athletic, Mm -hmm. if you get the surgery too soon, you can still have a harder time healing Mm -hmm. from things I've researched. I'm not done with my research Mm -hmm. with this yet. Mm -hmm. A harder time healing and you can still have issues. Mm -hmm. Um, Plus, I mean, I really want to see if I can get by without getting it. Of course. Uh, But, um, so I really, I'm going to work as hard as I can. And that's what this new PT at U of M was saying. She said that, um, yeah, there's, you haven't exhausted all your options yet. Mm -hmm. You haven't gotten the right help. There's still things you can do. So um, I'm going to kind of go from there. And, uh, you know, if my stomach was like sticking out like it does now and look all funky, but it was 100% functional, Mm -hmm. like I could do everything I wanted to do in the gym. Mm Mm-hmm. I probably could live with it, mm-hmm. even though I hate it and I get sad sometimes yeah. and my clothes look funny or I can't, you know, like yeah. I try to own it, Right. you know, I try to, <laughs> like I try to do that thing that we all should do as women, right. you know, just have that confidence no matter yes. what. Yes. Yeah. And say, Hey, I had a baby, like, yeah. you know, like, yeah, but it's like, man, you know, I mean this stomach, I mean, it's large, you know, it's not just like a little mm-hmm. bit of whatever, you right. know, it's not, doesn't look as good as it did before. Fine. It's pretty extreme, you know? So yeah. So we'll see. I mean, we'll see what I can do with the right help mm-hmm. this time around. I'll never know what damage I made that's irreversible. Mm-hmm. Maybe I made it. Maybe there was some that I did during that time I was doing all that and didn't mm-hmm. know it. Maybe I didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's still a miracle that I don't have some like horrible, weird. I can't be that bad of a hernia if I'm. If you, you have know, one, yeah. I mean, that's a testament to being strong and yeah fit. probably the shape you were in beforehand and all the yeah work that you've done since and it all the made exercises. a difference absolutely so how so, is your now how does it affect you or what is your what do your workouts look like now or your yeah. day-to-day kind of <clears throat> things are you doing pt at home or doing things throughout the day right so um i don't have i think i will be doing a lot more pt at home after i see this new yeah. pt which will be fine mm-hmm. um And so I just started, so I do, I do classes when I can. Mm -hmm. I coach at CrossFit 8 Mile 2, not as much as I want to, but when I can (laughs) for at this time in my life. Um, (laughs) And I take the classes Mm -hmm. uh, and I have all the stuff ahead of time since I'm a coach so I can make my modification plans if needed. So that's kind of how I do that. I just started running and double undering and box jumping mm-hmm. um, because I just didn't want to add the added pressure there earlier, even though I don't have the other issues with peeing and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's been feeling okay. Okay. So that's been very exciting because I feel like but I can finally do those whole, things. Whole new and things you can do. my biggest goal though at the gym is just the strength. Yeah. Like I'm making sure I'm getting in my strength. Mm-hmm every week like uh I have to you know I and with my breathing Mm -hmm. if I feel like I'm straining too much then I you know I I wait to go up and and wait okay it's like right now I could deadlift more than I do but I have to keep the integrity of the breathing and my my uh pressure and all Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff but I'm still going up in 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 weights so it's rewarding so yeah this the strength is the big thing um although yesterday or Wednesday we did Jerry which okay. is one mile run, 2K row, one mile run. Oh, wow. 
And so I was like, okay, I'm running. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. If it doesn't feel good, I won't do the next run. And I <laughs> was like a crazy person because it felt fine. Yeah. And I felt like I could go hard and uh-huh. not hurt anything. Uh-huh. And I, <laughs> you went a little I did too really hard. well on the workout. <laughs> I didn't nice. go too hard. But I, everyone was like, where did that come from? <laughs> there goes Lisa. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was like a bat out of hell. <laughs> That's awesome. Because I was just like, <laughs> um, because I could do everything. And, you know, it's just like, I just want, I just want that feeling of yeah. just being able to work out hard and not worry about hurting myself. Yeah. It's so frustrating. Yeah. It's sad. It has to be so frustrating. Um, and I feel like, you know, it's been four years of feeling that way. And even when I was back and most things, I wasn't worried about it, mm-hmm. but they, there were still those things where I was like, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. And so, um, it's hard, you know, it's hard, it's a mental battle mm-hmm. because sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna kick my pull-ups. Why not? Right. No, I'm not going to. No, it's not good. <laughs> not good. Just cause I want to. Right. Doesn't mean I should. Well, I think that's, I've heard you say before about kind of reining yourself in and, you know, it, that's something that everyone has to do in the CrossFit gym yes. and they, you know, we yes. talk about checking your ego at the door and, yes. you know, not doing something that's maybe not smart in the long run. Like there's a balance between being able to find intensity mm-hmm. and pushing past something mm-hmm. that could be, you know, harmful yeah. in the long run. So how, what are some strategies that you use for that? Yeah. So that has been, that has been a huge struggle uh, for me because it's just not fun. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just it's so not, much more fun to just go just hard go. and not worry about it. it right? Yeah. It's just, you know, um, uh, but I think a couple things, strategies with that that keep me motivated is one, setting a good example for all the people I coach. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, you know, like going heavier isn't always better. Like, yep. you know, um, and, you know, uh, so I think that's important and mm-hmm. that keeps me going. Um, and the second part is uh, the biggest thing that I tell myself over and over again mm-hmm. is how awesome it's going to feel when I'm back. Yes. <laughs> like it's the same. Yeah. It, you know, it's like when I, after chase, when I went to do a muscle up, which took me a while because mm-hmm. I wanted to build my strength first. Mm-hmm. And then after I built my strength, I was ready to do it. And then I realized I was all jacked up. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay. And then I laid off. But, yeah. Then when I went to do it, I just like flew up there. I was like, oh my no God. problem. And it was the best feeling. And I was crying. Right. And I called <laughs> Chris <laughs> after a crying message. <laughs> like a crazy person. It's like oh your first muscle up all over right. again. Yeah. But it felt so good and yeah. it was still there. It was yeah. there. It didn't go away. Your you body know? remembers. But it's the same thing when it took me like seven months to get my muscle up, you mm-hmm. know, before, when I was trying to do it before regionals and yeah. all this stuff. And then when I got it, it was like, nothing could replace that feeling yeah and this has been a long journey a long, longer, longer than, than muscle ups yeah <laughs> so it's gonna longer feel that much better anything yeah. else <laughs> and i that's that's what i tell myself every time every time i'm like you know what i'm like this is gonna feel good and even that running workout i was like okay like i want it so bad mm-hmm. and that went so well and i pushed myself not not too i didn't push myself too much mm-hmm. like i could have pushed the run for more right, but right. I was like okay this is the first time I've like ran this much right. but I did push myself more than you know like I went to that place yes and I and I it, all the stuff came back to me like <laughs> everything everyone's ever told me yeah you know 
And that's what keeps me going. And so anytime I'm in there and I'm like, I just want to do this. I just right. want to like do this movement today. And I'm like, no, no, it's all going to pay off. Yes. You know, and I, I want to heal as fast as I can. I want to heal as fast as I can so I can have that feeling yes. again. That's amazing. That's an amazing perspective. I feel like just to have that foresight to look and say, you know, how much better it's going to be in the future yeah. if I make this decision right now, because it's so hard, it's so hard. to make that decision yeah. every day. But, and, and, and also just knowing that it, that you are going to get there. Yeah. Because I think sometimes people can get so frustrated whenever some, you know, an injury or whatever it is that's yes. holding them back Yes, and think that this is the end of the world. And yes. for you to be able to look into the future and say, you know, see yourself there when everything is fine and right back to your usual self and yeah. better. Yeah. And I do it's that so every important. time I just like, okay, every time, um, everyone at the gym jokes, like I'm like some caged animal. <laughs> like she's <laughs> going to come back and be out. like, <laughs> oh, I do awesome. feel that way. Yeah. It's like, okay. Yeah. Do you want to take it? Like, you know? When can I come out and play? <laughs> <laughs> Cause now I'm kind of, you know, I'm, I'm playing around with, and I'll see what the PT says. Mm-hmm. But, um, when Bree saw me, she said, I want you to stay away from going overhead at all. Mm. Just because I want, we, we want, every, I want everything to close. So I want you, so yep. you push, you know? Yep. So, um, so I was bummed. I'm like, cause I was working on strict pull-ups again mm-hmm. and I was you know I could at least strict press mm-hmm. and you know wall ball you know like just think you think what well, you think well over and then you think oh there's a lot of things a lot like, of things over overhead it. you know yeah and that was a big bummer but I did get the all clear to, to try double undering and running and okay. stuff so I have that and I just have to get creative you know mm-hmm. like I'm just building strength, you know. I'm doing a lot of ring rows. Mm-hmm. I mean, that'll pay. I mean, those it, aren't that, easy. Oh, that stuff all pays off. It's so yeah, true. and the, it pays off. That's what I tell myself it's too. So it's true. like, okay, this isn't fun, but it'll pay off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so. obviously, everyone's experience is different, and especially when it comes to pregnancy. But yes, totally. From your experience, what do you hope that to to pass along to other women who yes. are maybe just thinking about getting pregnant or in their pregnancy right now, right? Or going through something similar to yeah. what you did. That's like my biggest thing right now. Like I am on such a mission. I just want to help. I end up Facebook chatting with like random women all the time <laughs> Yeah. about, they're like, oh my gosh, I have this. just, they're lost. Everybody's yeah. lost. Yeah. It's and the it's beauty of Facebook, so right? sad. Yes. But that is the beauty of Facebook. So right now I just, I think the biggest message that I'm trying to, to get out there is take the time when you're pregnant don't look at it as of okay. What can I what can I still do? Mm-hmm. Because we all have that feeling of okay. I got to keep doing this for as long as I can because coming back is going to be so hard. Mm-hmm. And you know, like, but don't look at it as what I, what what can you still do, right? But but what should I be doing? Mm-hmm. So it's like you might still be able to be keeping pull-ups and it might feel, feel fine mm-hmm. or you might still be able to be you know I don't know lots of things mm-hmm. but <clears throat> reining it in during that chapter mm-hmm. I think is like so important and it doesn't mean you can't crossfit mm-hmm. I mean there's millions of things to do right but um <clears throat> just following kind of like Brie put out a lot of stuff for crossfit type movements mm-hmm. and just because you avoid running jumping um, ab movements, mm-hmm. toes to bar. It doesn't mean you're going to be problem free. Mm-hmm. But if you avoid those things mm-hmm. early on, mm-hmm. hormones are pumping. 
weird stuff's going on in there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's weird. The body is And you might feel thing. fine, but there's weird stuff going on. Yeah. So the more you can kind of do what's better for that chapter. Okay. And do what's going to set you your, you up for success in healing. Mm-hmm. It's going to pay off. Because I look at how, how I would just wonder how differently I could have healed if I would have done it right. Mm-hmm. You know, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And um, I know it would have been better. Now, I have an extreme case. You know, not everyone's walking around with that big of a separation. Right. Um, but I've talked to some other women that have like a 10. Yeah. And, uh, and the, and, and so I, you know, I really think there's, there needs to be a lot more out there on how can we keep the moms healthy? Mm-hmm. Cause a lot of it's been like the baby's healthy. Mm-hmm. The baby is healthy because right. there's so much pushback of, Oh my gosh, you're going to kill your baby. You're doing CrossFit. Cause right. it's new right. and it's scary to people. Right. It's scary having people watch these women do this stuff. It's mm-hmm. so scary. But, and for coaches too, that maybe haven't, right. you know, maybe haven't had that experience or all of a sudden there's women in their gym who are pregnant and it's kind of a new experience for them. Right. And they don't want to say anything because they're not sure. And it's like, they're not pregnant and it's like this weird thing. And I think you brought up an interesting point before about people are always saying, listen to your body, listen to your body. But in your situation, you were really listening to your body, but you still didn't necessarily know what was going on. Yeah. It's such a, it's such a different, chapter Mm -hmm. and I didn't realize it I didn't realize it going into it I didn't realize any of that and I I think that's the biggest thing is I just want people to not feel like oh can I hey can I still do this handstand push-up let's see if I still can do it Mm because that's what I did I'm Mm -hmm. like oh let's see if I can still do it you know but there's no reason to do it you do strict press keep your strength you're not gonna you're not gonna lose your skills Mm -hmm. like I was really scared of that too even though like oh I'm not gonna lose but I was scared you know Mm -hmm. but none of none of that stuff goes away Mm -hmm. it doesn't go away so the problem is there's not a lot of information out there well well what people what should people be doing and Mm -hmm. not doing Mm -hmm. because it is a little different for each person and every pregnancy is different and everybody responds to things so differently and everybody so it's like well how do we make something when it's such like this random weird everybody's different you can't just put out one prescription for everyone right yeah but i found you know a lot of these like the piston breathing Mm -hmm. people can start doing um and just avoiding high impact stuff, mm-hmm. you know, and avoiding anything that if you see your stomach really doming mm-hmm. because those abs have separated and the pressure's there mm-hmm. when you're doing a tota bar or kipping pull up or sit up or mm-hmm. those types of mm-hmm. things is really try to avoid that. And that's going to set your body up to heal yeah. so much better after, you know. Absolutely. Um, you know, childbirth is traumatic. There's lots of injuries that can happen during that too, mm-hmm. obviously, you right. know. Right, but why not set yourself up to be in the best place possible? Right, right. Going and into it and recovering. That's what I. That's really what I want. I want people to really understand and get that. I think with social media, it's a blessing and a curse because you see people doing things pregnant, and you're like, "That's so cool!" Right, you know, like, look like, how amazing this, this woman is doing a muscle up and. She's- eight months pregnant yeah and you know i get it some people which is amazing yes and some people that were gymnasts feel comfortable doing handstand push-ups their whole pregnancy because they're not going to fall over because they're so confident in that and other people don't feel that way and i i totally like i get it Mm -hmm. you know It, it is a very relative thing but i think that there just needs to be a lot more info out there on um 
what's really going on in that whole pressure system mm-hmm. and um, really weigh the risk versus reward. That's mm-hmm. what Bree talks about a lot yeah. in her stuff. Risk versus reward. Right. Like, okay, so is this worth the risk, you know? Mm-hmm. And what am I going to get from it? Is it just because I'm going to feel good because I did it? Right. Or is it really worth it? Right. You know? And I think that that's really important. Um, I don't like to see the competitive pregnant things out there on social media. Mm-hmm. It hurts me. And not that I even felt competitive pregnant, like I needed to show off, but right. I almost felt like I needed to do it because I've always done this right. and I'm going to do what I've always done. Right. And, you know, that but was I like can. Yeah. ingrained in my brain. And I, I don't like that because I think that that creates, I think that creates more injuries than needed. Mm for women Mm -hmm. and this is like a really hard topic for people to talk about I Mm -hmm. think not being able to come back because you see people come back and they just like start CrossFit and they're great right and then you're like well what's wrong with me why can't I do that what what's going on what did I do or why is this different and I think it it really needs to be put out there how different it is for everybody Mm -hmm. and that you really need to be careful about even just saying you know, do this or don't do this. Mm -hmm. But here's, here's the deal. Mm -hmm. Like, here's how this pressure system works. Mm -hmm. And here's what happens when you do these things pregnant, Mm -hmm. you're putting more strain there. Mm -hmm. And hey, you might be fine if you put strain there, but you might not be. Or it might, you know, make problems that are already there worse, or it might not. (laughs) But at least you have the information (laughs) out there. But you have the info. And then you can make the choice. If you still want to do that stuff, Hey, you do you, you know, everyone does their own stuff and it's their body and their baby and Mm -hmm. they get to do it. Mm -hmm. But if I would have had that information, I would have done things way differently. Mm -hmm. And so I'm on a mission. I just want to educate people as much as possible and make these women feel like they're not alone. Mm -hmm. It's like I wrote that thing and it was just like I found this graveyard of women alone Wow. feeling frustrated and yeah. just like desperate like they de- like what once they hear I might have some solution they're desperately right they'll do anything. looking for right. it right like you said before just trying to find anyone who can help you right. figure out even what's going on which is also scary because sometimes those people get sucked up into bad stuff too yeah. you know unhealthy stuff yeah um which is scary because you're in a desperate place and yes you're yeah. vulnerable you're sleep deprived yeah. you don't feel like yourself and you're mm-hmm. just like you know please I need anything, something yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that, that's like the biggest thing. And, you know, part of me is like, maybe down the road, I want to run like postpartum classes mm-hmm. at my gym mm-hmm. at CrossFit 8 Mile. You know, that's what Brie does now. She, it's like kind of six week cycles. Okay. And she teaches everyone, like she has everyone feel in there and yeah. see, figure out what they're feeling. You mm-hmm. know, I'm like, I don't even, it's so, yeah. oh, it's so crazy. And figure out their breathing. And then, you know, she goes around to each person and she gives them their individual plan. Oh, that's cool. Because that's what's hard is you need your own individual plan. Yeah. Because everybody's got different things going on in there. Mm-hmm. And it's such a comp, it's so complex. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think that I feel like, I hope that's something I can do down the yeah. road because I'm so passionate about it. Yeah. And that would be an amazing resource for, I mean, for every woman postpartum to yeah. be able to feel like they're in good hands and coming back. Yes. Doing things the right way. Yes. Because coming back this time, even without having, you know, uh, a PT there right away, I still was like, okay, I know what to do mm-hmm. and what not to do mm-hmm. for right now. Mm-hmm. So I don't get worse. And that was like all the difference for me, Yeah, you know, feeling like I was moving forward instead of kept taking like eight steps back because yeah. I didn't know what was going on. 
Yeah. So. Well, I know that in the future when you are teaching those classes, all of those women will be very grateful (laughs) that you had, I mean, obviously not that you had to go through this experience, but for what you learned from it and how you're able to pass that on and help other women. So, yeah. Um, is there anything else that you wanted to comment on that ways that you feel like you've grown through this experience or learned through some of these challenges? Yeah. Um, you know, I do, (laughs) when you had told me we were going to do the interview Mm -hmm. and then, um, what was the other thing that happened? There's something else happened too. Oh, after Brie left and she was saying, you should Mm -hmm. teach these classes. Yeah. I had those two moments where I just like cried in the kitchen. (laughs) I mean, I cry all the time, big surprise, (laughs) but I was just, you know, it's like, this has been, and now, this is not life or death. You know, I count my blessings. Mm-hmm. I do my gratitudes. Yes. Like, this is not the end of the world. Yeah. It stinks, but it's not the end of the world. <laughs> but it stinks. <laughs> but it still stinks. That doesn't change. And I'm like, you know what? There's a reason why. Mm-hmm. Because I, like, I want to help people now. Mm-hmm. Like, it, I've never in my life felt so passionate about this. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm a teacher, high school teacher. I'm not teaching right now, but like that's what I love to do and it's like so now I'm like oh my god like this happened to me so I can like somehow make a difference with this and you have yeah like you said you have all the tools being a teacher with your experience in CrossFit from early early on in CrossFit and then your personal experience it's like sometimes you can see all those stars aligning for bringing you into a bigger purpose yeah I mean for real because it's Mm -hmm. been real it's been real it's been hard, you know, I'm okay. And then I have those times where I can't wear my clothes and I cry because I look pregnant or, you know, <laughs> like, or I'm at the gym and I'm like, oh, you know, yeah. but I'm like, Hey, if this is all gonna, if this is all gonna turn into this mo- a movement, mm-hmm. a movement of helping educating people mm-hmm. and how to help athletic women still do the thing they love, mm-hmm. but help them recover help them have better pregnancies, mm-hmm. help them understand they're not alone, mm-hmm. you know, and CrossFit's still a new thing and pregnant CrossFit is still a new thing. Mm-hmm. And so I have hopes that this will just get better and better, mm-hmm. you know, and it'll be, um, something that's out there. Like I know like Lindsay Valenzuela worked with Brie. Yeah. Um, and she had a rough, pre- I mean, you know, she was on bed rest for a while yeah. and I mean, look at her now. Yeah. Look at her now. <laughs> We're going to watch her in a couple of weeks. I know. Here, it's so, so exciting. It's really exciting. Um, and, you know, Brie was kind of there with her and, mm-hmm. you know, working the same kinds of things, you mm-hmm. know. And so um, that's something that keeps me motivated. I'm like, okay, you know, like, yeah. and even if I have that surgery, um, if I have to have that surgery, I th- the, I think, okay, well, that recovery is going to be really exciting. Yeah. Because that's going to be it. Yeah. Then you're, you yeah, know, you're going it's just all you're uphill. Yeah. You're or downhill, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you're on the right path. Yes. <laughs> Surgeries are tricky too though. Yes. Uh, because you know, you've got these plastic surgeons that make you look nice. But you want to be functional. Yes. yes. So that's going to be if if I do have to go that route, that's going to be the next kind of Yes. advocating Finding for myself. Finding a good plastic surgeon who maybe does CrossFit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> who understands what you are. Are there any Julie? I'm do sure you know there any? are. I'm sure there are. <laughs> I have a friend who's a hand plastic surgeon, so that probably won't help you, but oh, we will, I'm sure there's going to be someone listening. <laughs> someone that knows. Someone that knows yeah. if I need it. Help. Oh my gosh. Well, Absolutely. I hope that this PT works out too, because, you know, I will send everyone to her and I can learn from her and, mm-hmm. and bring that mm-hmm. to the, hopefully my people that Absolutely. I will be helping. 
So yeah, my biggest thing right now is really just getting the education out there um, and not going into pregnancy. And this isn't, I don't want it to be like a fear mongering thing. Like, oh my gosh, this is going to be horrible. Right. Like, it's just, I want there to be the knowledge so people can make their own decisions. Um, And... I know sometimes it kind of sounds like a buzzkill, mm-hmm. you know, because it's not Everyone fun. wants to hear the happy story. Yes, sure. absolutely. And I get that, that that's why those are out there. Yeah. But, um, you know, as a former competitive athlete that was really thrown off my chair, yeah. not expecting this at all. Yeah. You know, I don't want that to happen to anyone, mm-hmm. you know, any athlete, any person that just wants to be able to move. Mm-hmm. So. Well, we appreciate you <laughs> sharing your story and, um, I do want to finish with the three questions I ask everyone. Sure. So you may have heard them before. I have. But, <laughs> but I still think the answers are interesting coming from different people. So first one is the three yes. things that you do on a regular basis that have the biggest positive impact on your health. Yes. Okay. This is really hard with two kids. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm sure you about still this. do more, way more than three. <laughs> I'm sure you do. <laughs> um, okay. So I'm going to pick three. Positive impact on my health. Um the first one is, I have to say, making time to work out no matter what. Mm-hmm. Now, before I say the no matter what, if I have gotten really bad sleep or I'm not feeling right, I don't push it mm-hmm. at this chapter because I don't think that's healthy. Yeah. Um, and honestly, that would be twofold to the first part is <laughs> not not pushing myself when I feel like I want to. Yes. That's really hard. Having that internal barometer and knowing when you can push and when like, not to. No, mm-hmm. I'm not going to push myself to the gym. I got horrible sleep. Mm-hmm. You know, the baby was up. I don't feel good. Mm-hmm. And that's really hard because yeah. I'm used to the other way all the time. I'm right. tired from work. Doesn't matter. Got to train. Tired right. from work. Got to, you know, like boom, boom, boom. Just so that's been hard. Yeah. But so there's that. But on the other hand of that is getting to the gym is a lot of work. Mm-hmm. A lot of times I have to bring the baby and I have to pack up and mm-hmm. then I'm just like, <laughs> you know, like crabby. But when I'm there, it is so healthy for me. Yes. Like, it is just the best. Yes. And I'm like, this is so important that I make time for this. It might not be six days a week, mm-hmm. but it's so important that I make this time. Mm-hmm. Whether I have to bring the kids and it's a pain or mm-hmm. da 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 But, like, every time I'm there, I'm like, okay. It's so, all worth it. So that's the first one. Um, the second one is having a protein shake as soon as I wake up. Yes. <laughs> Making sure you get some food. <laughs> because I think, oh, I'll make the eggs in 10 minutes. Yeah. Not going to happen. <laughs> like every single time I think that, then the baby's got a nurse and Chase has got to change his clothes. And, and before I know it, it's been all this time and I yeah. haven't eaten. Yeah. And so I always make sure I eat it down. I make my shake. I have that protein shake. And then I get everyone going. Then I make my eggs. And I always have a healthy breakfast. Like I always have like my eggs and some avocado or maybe some cheese and some fats and some stuff. And Mm -hmm. I do have to eat some more carbs because of nursing here and there. But in the morning, I always feel good when I get that protein and I start good. Mm -hmm. Always, always, always. So that would be two. Um, And three... Uh, I would say from a mental standpoint um, is I always do my gratitudes Mm -hmm. because I'm very type A. Mm -hmm. I like things to be really organized and that does not work with two kids being a (laughs) stay-at-home mom. So I get crabby. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, but life is good. Mm-hmm. And it's, but it's okay to feel crabby and it's okay to, right. you know, but, uh, you know, every morning 
I think that if I'm tired, if I'm not, if I got good sleep, if I didn't, whatever, Mm -hmm. I make sure I always think about that. And then I was joking with Jared. My friend got me this book where it's a one sentence gratitude thing every day that I have not started yet. Ah. So I said, I'm interviewing with Julie. (laughs) I was like, so that means I have to start it today because I'm going to talk about it on the interview. So it's good. It's good. (laughs) You know, uh, it's, it's good accountability. That's good. So normally do you just reflect on <laughs> just them, in my like head. in the morning and or you night. think of a few? Okay. Yep. And a few in the morning, a few at night. I did that when Chase was born because mm-hmm. I was really struggling with him postpartum. Mm-hmm. And I, Dean was a decent sleeper, mm-hmm. but Chase was horrible. And when you're not getting sleep, it's really yeah. hard. Everything is hard. So um, I did that every morning. I would just say them to myself. And I, uh, I realized later I taught um, an advisory class at New School High, which is a charter school my friend opened. Okay. And I wrote the curriculum for the program. Mm -hmm. And uh, Cindy Bernstein, who's the one that runs the school, gave me an article to share with the kids one day. And it's four things that your brain, Mm -hmm. it's studied that your brain actually makes you happy like by studying the things in your brain. So there's four things. And one of them is gratitude. Gratitude, yeah. And I'm like, dang. It makes sense. It makes sense. It's so true. I used to have my kids do one and share their gratitude. Um every day oh, uh, before awesome. we started a class. Um, and so, and I would too, mm-hmm. but I especially do that every day. But I think writing it down is powerful too. So I, I think too, writing yeah. it down is going to be kind of the next step to that because actually writing things is pretty powerful. I like that. Yeah. Like so that. those would be my three. Awesome. <laughs> what about one thing that you're working on or that you have a hard time implementing? Um, I have a hard time being in the moment. Mm. It's tough. With <laughs> I <kids>. do too. <laughs> yeah. And I don't even have kids. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've always been like that. So it's not just the okay. kids, Julie. Don't be fooled. <laughs> okay. Uh, and I really, you know, they grow so fast that I have to remind myself constantly to yeah. try to just, you know, uh, be in the moment more and not be thinking about when I'm going to do the dishes or mm-hmm. when I'm going to do this. And, um, and, you know, it goes with the same thing with my training. Yeah. Like enjoying the training I'm doing, even though it's not what I want to be doing. Mm-hmm. It it works the same way because uh, when I do do that, when I enjoy it and I think about I'm getting strong and this is good for my body, then mm-hmm. I'm happier. So it helps me so there true. too, instead of always thinking about, well, when I'm back, it's right. going to be great. You know, right. it works both ways. Focusing on the present. Yeah. So um, true. So... That's something I need to get better at. Um, And recently, I need to get better about not spacing my meals out too much. Mm. When I was competing, I was having shakes at school, and I was making sure I was getting food every two to three hours, and I was just like... You were training so much. You know, doing all the right things, and... I get, it's really hard for me to stay on that. And I feel it. Mm -hmm. I get crabby. I don't feel good. I lose energy, whether I'm at the gym or with the kids or whatever. So that's something right now I'm really trying to work on. And I might have to even go to like setting an alarm Mm. because when you're in the vortex of two kids at home, (laughs) you you just don't know know what's going on anymore. You know, I just don't even know. That's true. And I can't, I have to stop using that as an excuse, you know, because I just set a timer, at least have a shake or something, you know? Uh, I think that will make a huge difference. And let's see. You don't have to come up three. We can, I usually just ask for one. But oh, if you, you want to keep going, well, you, you know can. me, I talk all day. <laughs> you can, I mean, you can think of as many as you want. But. We'll be here all day, Julie. <laughs> uh, um, I think that's good. That's the two biggies for now. Okay. Yeah. 
my last question is what does a healthy life look like to you? A healthy life. You know, I think for me lately, uh, the big word I've been trying to focus on is balance. Mm -hmm. Um, Because it's hard. You know, I'm the type of person that I like to do one thing and do it like 120%. Yes. That's just how I am. Yeah. So it was hard when I was teaching and I was competing, Mm -hmm. but then I got over myself and I'm like, (laughs) Hey, I get to do both these things. I'm just going to do it. It'll be fine. And I was fine. Uh, and I figured it out and it worked. Um, I think with, with this, you know, I still have that competitive bug in there Mm -hmm. that hasn't gone away. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, but I also don't want to be training as much as I used to. Yeah. So I think about, well, what's that going to look like once I'm healed? Well, I could train five days a week, mm-hmm. do a local competition here and there. Yeah. That's all I need. You know, yeah. do the open. Yeah. Um, you know, they came out with Masters 35. <laughs> I'm like, ooh. I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> like, don't get no. ahead of ourselves. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. I don't, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to put that much in, yeah. you know, because I, I do want to be balanced. Yeah. Um, but it's hard because I feel like I don't really have that yet. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm very lucky to be home with the kids. Mm-hmm. Like very grateful that I can do that, that we can do that financially. Yeah. But it's also hard for my personality to be to be home all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, Chase is starting school, so he's been gone two days. And, you know, it's starting to kind of like, I can see yeah. how this will, the balance will we'll all evolve, yeah. evolve. And I can train mm-hmm. and do some things for myself, but still be there for the kids mm-hmm. and, you know, kind of all this thing. Mm-hmm. And um, that's really like my ultimate goal is to be able to do that, is yeah. to be able to um, coach and train, do a little competitive stuff, you know, yeah. kind of still know, have that, keep that. It's still there. Bug. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but also have family time and um, be able to just hang out with the kids and Mm -hmm. that be that. And it's hard. I mean, it's hard to feel like that's all. Right. And there's never a perfect balance, but to feel like you're at least able to have those different parts of your life and that they're, you know, all there supporting you. So that's like, I think that's my biggest thing is really that, that balance. And I remind myself of that too. when I'm like, do I push through and go to the gym or do I rest? I'm like, my body's still healing. Yeah. It's only six months seems like a long time, but it's not right in the grand scheme of things. It's not very long. Yeah. Very true. Well, thank you so much for thank you for letting me. me talk so much. <laughs> anytime. Anytime. I'm a talker. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Thanks, Julie. Thanks so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed hearing about Lisa's journey. It has been very inspiring to me to follow along with her progress. And I hope you continue to follow her at her blog, which is called Helping is Healing. You can find the link under this post on my website, juliefouché.com forward slash podcast. I'd also love to hear more about your experience with CrossFit and pregnancy and keep this conversation going. Make sure you comment below this post on my website, juliefouché.com forward slash podcast or on social media with hashtag pursuing health. To make sure you never miss an episode and to receive exclusive content from me, head to my website, juliefouché.com and subscribe to my email list. If you like what you heard, don't forget to subscribe and consider giving the podcast a five-star rating on iTunes. 
Also, don't forget to share your stories. If you or someone you know has used lifestyle to overcome a serious health challenge, please send me an email at info at juliefouché.com. I'll choose some of these inspiring stories to share here on future episodes. Don't forget you can train with me through Beyond the Whiteboard by visiting trainwithjuliefouché.com. Thank you again so much for listening, and I'll catch you next time on Pursuing Health. This episode is brought to you by Mobility Wad. Do you struggle to get into good positions in your training and workouts? Are your movement compensations causing you undue pain and grief? MWAD's belief is that every human being should be able to perform basic maintenance on themselves. For nearly 10 years, Mobility Wad has been the go-to for the world's best athletes and teams. Do you know what hundreds of Olympic and world-class athletes, professional teams in the NFL, MLB, basketball, hockey, rugby, and soccer, and dozens of universities all have in common? They use Mobility Wad to train and compete at their best. I first took Dr. Kelly Surratt's movement and mobility course in 2013, and since then have read his books and followed his videos for ideas on how to address my own movement restrictions. But sometimes having all this information can become overwhelming, which is why I think the real genius is in the MWOD subscription. As part of this subscription, you have access to not only hundreds of hours of video content that can be filtered based on your specific questions, but also a daily 10-minute Mobility Wad video. You just log in and follow Kelly's instructions as if he is there coaching you in person for 10 minutes per day. You may pick up certain exercises that you wish to incorporate on a regular basis before or after your workouts. But at the very least, by following this daily program, you know you are addressing a wide range of movement patterns and body parts on a regular basis without having to think about it. I often do these sessions first thing in the morning or before bed as a way to wind down from the day. In addition, you have access to an on-ramp sequence and a 14-day mobility challenge that helps you understand the basics and identify the areas you personally need to focus on. You can lean on the MWOD community and discussion boards to learn from others who have been through similar situations or injuries. And if you need more personalized help, you can use the MWOD list to find a like-minded practitioner in your area. It's easy to become part of the Mobility WOD community, but for being a Pursuing Health listener, you can receive 20% off an annual membership with code Julie Fouché. That's J-U-L-I-E-F-O-U-C-H-E-R. Just visit www.mobilitywad.com. Full potential, full power. This episode is brought to you by Siete Foods. You know when you meet a group of people who are just so genuine that you can't help but treat them like old friends or family? Well, that's basically how I felt when I met the Garza family, the founders of Siete Foods. Siete is a healthy Mexican-American food brand that makes grain-free and paleo-friendly tortillas and tortilla chips. My husband Danny and his family first met the Garzas at PaleoFX several years ago, and they had an instant connection and have kept in touch ever since. Maybe it's their powerful origin story that makes them so relatable. Veronica Garza was facing a series of major health challenges as a teenager, and her entire family of seven jumped on board to help without hesitation. Together, they adopted a low-inflammation, grain-free diet. As a Mexican-American family living in South Texas, they couldn't imagine living without tortillas, and it wasn't long before Veronica came up with a delicious solution and Siete Foods was born. I've been enjoying their delicious grain-free and paleo-friendly tortillas and tortilla chips for years and finally had the chance to meet the Garzas in person. When I did, they immediately made me feel like a member of the family. Their passion for making the world a healthier place is absolutely contagious, and their generosity spreads to everyone they touch. 
I'm so excited to have Siete Foods as a sponsor of this episode. And if you're not already a fan of their products, I promise that you will be as soon as you give them a try. They've provided an exclusive discount code for Pursuing Health listeners. Just use code JULIE when you check out on SieteFoods.com to take advantage of their offer. Again, their website is SieteFoods.com, S-I-E-T-E-F-O-O-D-S.com, and you can use code JULIE for 10% off your order. 